welcome back to a brand new edition of Take It Home, a wrestling podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Zach Hilton, and I am joined via Skyping phone call. Oh, that's me, Jay Steele, baby. That is. There's not a delay because you're in Florida or over in Cuba or anything like that. You were just waiting, anticipating when you could come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm in I'm in Virginia Beach, Virginia, uh, today at <laughs> my back. house. He's back. Uh, I, yeah, you know things are things are good down there, so they don't need me anymore. Good. You know? uh, so I'm back. I'm back home, back in town. And uh, yeah, I just didn't know when my cue was, so yeah, I was yeah. waiting. I understand. I understand. Uh, last week you had your big uh, comedy show. How did the turnout go? Oh yeah, it went really, really good. The, uh, the sixth annual comedy festival was a hit all week long. So uh, yeah, if you saw it. Then you know it was a hit. If you didn't see it, well, you missed out. But yeah, uh, there'll be yeah. more shows. There'll be more more stuff to to come. You're always there, and I got to be honest. I think it's now your um your cover on your Facebook that logo, Mr. Miyagi's karate, yeah, and uh, improvisation. Like I love love that logo. Yeah, well, we're working on getting a, like a website gimmick together and stuff like that. So good. So you uh, guys are just. You're going to be like a team, like straight up from now on. Is that oh, your yeah. goal? I mean, we're uh, we're sticking together to the end. We're oh. we're, uh, we're 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 doing it. We're doing um, it. Unless if that, it's going to be like that. Enemy. Unless if it's going to be like that uh, movie you and I watch, where the one guy becomes a SNL uh, uh, SNL uh, uh, team cast and then leaves his group. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Right? I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that, but I mean, like, you never know. <laughs> you just never know. You just never know what can happen. Right? Oh God! So. But we are taking home. We are a wrestling podcast. Oh yeah, wrestling. Pro wrestling. That's what we do. Wrestling. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't your comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can listen to all our episodes on podcastingcouch.podbean.com or search for us, the Podcasting Couch, on iTunes. We have a Twitter. It is Take It Home Pod. We have a Gmail, Take It Home 757. We have a Facebook, Take It Home. And we also have an Instagram, podcasting underscore couch, where you can find all our episodes. We post them. So if you're listening, thanks. If you're not, I'm going to find you. And then we're going to have a match. Yes, the match, a street match. <laughs> but uh, tonight's uh, episode, we're going to run down the rest of the card of No Mercy. If you uh, want to hear us talk about the two main events, go back to our previous episodes. Uh, we're going to run down the rest of the card. Before we do that, we had the finals of the May Young Classic come in last week, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We sure did. We had... Uh... The the undefeated. Well, I guess they're both undefeated, but the the what you call it? The favorite, Shayna Baszler, going mm-hmm. in to face the underdog, Kyrie Sang, the first and only uh, Japanese uh, entrant into the uh, the May Young Classic, and it was a hell of a match, I must say. Yeah, the both women. Both women are known for their hard hitting, and I feel they brought nothing less into this match i i knew going in that i wanted uh sing what do you say her name was sorry Kyrie sing yeah sing sing i was right i or she was my favorite to win the yeah. once well, we actually, got the these, are, these are both your girls right you, you pick 
you pick Tyree as your want, and then you pick uh, Shayna as your probs. Absolutely. And, like, going into it, uh, if the, you know, the NXT championship was going to be announced, I was like, uh, okay, I think it's going to be this person. If it's not, it's going to be this person. I'd like to go ahead and say, thank you for not putting the NXT women's championship on the line. Just letting the tournament play out as the tournament. And, um, I, I, because of that, I had no idea who was going to win. So by the end of it, when, um, seeing one, I was actually shocked and happy. Yeah, I actually, so um, I just watched it before recording this, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had I had seen I had seen the actual spoiler that Kyrie won. Right. Um, and when I saw that, I was, I was, same as you, I was like, I was shocked and happy. I was like, okay, awesome. I'm glad they went that way. Um, and to your point, too, I'm glad they didn't put the NXT title online because, um, you know, the May Young Classic was supposed to be this its own separate entity and its own special thing. So I'm glad they left it alone to just be, you know, like they did with uh, like the, the turn road class. Exactly. Like this tournament is important enough because of the May Young name. You know, I mean right. that itself is the title we're going for. Um, what and, were your and fe- plus? Like if you, sorry to cut you off. Oh, I, no I feel like if you put the title on the line also this time then i feel like if you bring it back again then you have to continually put the title on the line yeah and then it just becomes a title tournament and the the whole thing about just being a tournament to find out who's the best um like that in um triggers my uh excitement more than you know having a title on the line at this point yeah and if we let these two women uh combat again like for the championship to me that just makes the stakes um, as high and gives another prize to it for sure um as a whole tournament you know now we both like the match there's no doubt um but as a tournament as a whole what were your feelings on this compared to the dusty roads compared to the cruiserweight classic compared uh to the uk shows like do you feel like wwe is still doing a great job with these new specials they're giving us yeah, I mean, I, I think they, they're doing uh, a fantastic job um, and then putting these different tournaments together. Um, it's, it's good to see because you get um, you get a mix of, like, you see wrestlers that have been around for a long time and they know, they know what they're doing and they're really, really good at it. And then also you get the mix of um, some new kids getting a chance to, to shine and, and see, you know, show the world what they can do. Right. Um, so I like in all aspects, the tag team class of the cruiserweight, the UK, and now this, the Mae Young, that um, there's still that whole mix of, okay, you see these vets um, or names that you've heard of in, you know, before, and then you see these new kids um, that, you know, okay, well, they they look pretty new, but they might have something one day. Um, so I like that. I like the way that these tournaments are, are set up and how they mix and match um, those different talent pools. I think after the dust settles in this, I actually think this is my favorite tournament we've had because I like the layout of giving us four episodes uh, at first, 
and then another week giving us another four leading into this live event. Like it gives me the opportunity to either binge watch them or pace them out, which when I watched them, I paced them out just a little bit, not too much, but like the cruiserweight one, it felt so long and dragged out in a world where we don't have to have that anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's, and I think I probably, at the most I watched, uh, and that was a little strong to play, play catch up before our, the first time we talked about May Young, uh, on our show a couple weeks ago, um, when I watched like four back to back, um, but other than that, and I watched those back to back, but then the other ones were like, um, you know, the day after it happened type of thing. So it was spaced out. Yeah. Um, and, and I like I like that on demand, like I can watch it whenever, like you said with the cruiser one, I was like, okay, well, I want to watch this, but I can't because it's not available. Right. You have to watch as it goes. And in yeah. my opinion, if you're set up where it's like, okay, well, I missed last week, you'll skip a week that week that way. And I feel like the way they set up this one and the way I could watch it was perfect. And I think this is how they should continue on Um, getting out of the technical aspects of things. So we have our winner, we have our loser, but both of these women obviously are going to be in the E. I mean, it's, it's obvious out of all the women that we watched other than them. Who do you think they're going to bring back other than the NXT uh, workers? And we, we talked about it a little bit, but now that our minds have watched this whole tournament, who do you think's coming back? Um, well, I mean, just with that, I would say the four that they showed um, at ringside, uh, Mercedes right. Martinez, Kenneth Loray, Tony Storm, and Piper Nevin. I mean, that's that I think is a pretty good call of the ones that are going to now appear um on wwe programming just because i mean they they pretty much highlighted them yeah. um at the at the final so um i would definitely say that, um those women are gonna show up you, sooner rather than later you know what popped in my head that i think that could be fun like you mentioned they were all sitting there ringside how cool would it be if like they did a female nexus and like all of them mm. just come in and just wreck shop. Like, come in on SmackDown, wreck shop. Because you know Asuka's oh, going to Raw. Asuka's going to Raw, so let her dominate that. We don't need um, yeah. this to come in to do that. But if I feel like that could be a fun, like, stable idea, you know? Oh, man, that, that's, that does sound really, really awesome. Because you, you look at those four women that we just mentioned, like, all of them have a completely different persona in, like, different strengths and whatnot. Like, Mercedes right. coming and just her MMA striking, beating the crap out of each other. Piper, who's athletic, big girl, and I say that in a good way. Uh, Tony, who's just, like, crazy as F. Um, and then Candace, who's quick and fast and beautiful. You know, like, you have this... Um, that would be that would be a badass stable, for, and especially uh, as a woman's stable, too. That would be, um, be good... TV, in my view. And I think, you know, uh, and I'm completely with you. I think if you take out uh, Ronda's girl, because I feel like she'll go to Raw um, to uh, feud with, like, Charlotte and do all that. But I feel like sure. if you take her out, that's still a big stable that could, like, get a good name on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, I, for sure. I and just, then, plus, you have that... Um, you have that buffer of the other women um, in case, like, you know, I mean, obviously there'll be some first-day jitters type of thing that's oh, going to yeah. last. You know, they're, they're, they're on the big time now. They go from 
indies are right into the big time, you know, um, if they decide to go that route. So you have that buffer of you have your crew to kind of, you know, literally have your back and cover up anything that might um, not be so crisp and clean right at first. Right. And I mean, like you look at a guy like AJ, when he first came in, if you look at his matches when he first came in compared to his matches now, he's obviously adapted to the WWE style. But mm-hmm. with these uh, women being in a group and like you said, hiding, you know, helping uh, uh, them not show their flaws and they can learn on the road instead, like you give me those girls in the main roster learning and, you know, developing the SmackDown women's roster and then the other women that didn't move on, like, you know, um, our, our girl Mia Yim or like Nicole Savoy, like you put them in NXT and rebuild the women roster there. Mm-hmm. I just think yeah. it's I think it's win win if you go that route. Yeah. And, and like we talked about before, too, like there's so many options now to um, start inserting into NXT that um, they have a good amount of a talent pool for the foreseeable years to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that was the, that was the women, uh, the May young classic. And I, I adored it. I think it was great. I hope we get this as either a yearly or a bi-yearly, uh, event in my eyes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, it's definitely a hit, obviously, um, we've had the tag, the Dusty Tag Team Classic yearly now. Um, we haven't so got a cruiser. Yeah. They haven't even announced like another cruiserweight one. But I right. can, I can definitely see. Well, I feel like I feel like with two hundred five live now, you know, what I'm saying like yeah, uh, what's the point? Kind of took the place of of anything like that. But who well, knows? well, maybe the Dusty and the uh, May Young Classic will be yearly. Like one will be first part of the year this one to mm-hmm. the second part so um yeah so that was the may young classic uh from there we are going to move on to this sunday's pay-per-view extravaganza no mercy and i mean like i've said before we talked about the two main events stellar main events so i think we should uh go ahead and talk about this card a little bit um yeah, yeah. there's other stuff going on too people yeah, there's other things like the Cruiserweight Championship. Neville, the champion, is going to defend against Enzo Amore. Uh, what you feels on this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm indifferent about it, honestly. Like I said, um, like I said before, like just the two two hundred five live and Cruiserweights just haven't sparked my interest yeah. in a long time. Um, I I do like that Enzo has moved to the cruiserweight division because I feel like there wasn't anything going on for him with on Raw since the split with Cass and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So I like the I like the story change to have him on uh, 205 Live. Um. I just uh I don't really care to be well, honest with you. Well, let me um, ask you this question real quick. Like this past Monday. Uh, before the final raw of the pay-per-view um like enzo had this promo with miz and it was very like miz attacking enzo about you know no one liking him in the back kind of like what big Cass has been doing the whole time Mm -hmm. is this hurting enzo in a way 
Like I've never I seen mean, someone who is pretty well over be attacked by other wrestlers and bringing up the back as much as they do. And he's fighting for a title. So I, I have no idea. Should I root for Enzo in this, especially with him doing cheating things uh, to win his matches. So I'm just very confused of this entire process with Enzo. And I think the crowd is starting to get confused too, because um, like, it, it sounds it just sounds like they're not as behind him as they have been in the past right. either to me. Right. So yeah, it is, it is confusing. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, I just don't see Enzo. Um, I mean, he's, he's the weight of a cruiserweight, but he doesn't really do the cruiserweight thing. No. Which, which is fine though, which is fine though. If you think about it, because yeah, it, it gives is, you a different, aspect of the cruiserweights yeah exactly you can you can have a different different style 100 percent um yeah it's just um the, the whole cheating thing too to win his matches um i, I don't know I, I guess we'll we'll see how it plays out um but yeah i'm just i'm just uh i don't i don't really care which way it goes yeah. um actually i take that back I would like to see Neville retain because there's been too many changes. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I mean, him losing to Tozawa and then picking it up like a couple of days later, I don't think we need another Neville loss at this moment. No, we, we definitely don't. I, I would rather have Neville Neville retain um, than to I'm really Neville lost. Like, I mean, that's kind of, well, Neville's, he can't call himself the king of the cruiserweights anymore. Cause no. He's, He's not. Yeah, so. no, he's lost. Um, I do feel like, you know, even if he retains via count out disqualification, something like that, I'm fine with that. Just don't take the belt off of him. Yeah, don't take don't take the belt. I'm I'm the same. Okay. Uh from there we move on to Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt in just a singles match. Just man versus man. Now I'm guessing we're not getting demon, which is fine. I don't need demon every single time. I just don't understand the point of it. Why are we continuing with this feud? I guess. Yeah, um, your 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 guess is as good as mine. Um, when I saw that, um, just man versus man. Okay, so um, because like, where did it come from? Though was it, was there a formal challenge? Was there just get, yeah, okay. there was. I mean, like, I feel like Bray okay. was just like, hey, I'm gonna fight you again, except you better be a man and not a demon. I guess. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I and don't get don't get it twisted. I like both guys and I think they're yep. going to pull off a good match. And this is without saying that on Monday Night Raw we find out there's some stipulation. So when you're hearing this, there's a good chance they added a stipulation and we don't know. Yeah, it's um it'll be it'll be interesting just cuz uh so I mean Bray wins, say um, okay, I can beat you as a man, but I can't beat you as a demon, but I'm supposed to be this um, evil reckoning force, right. Bray Wyatt. Like, so, it's it's a perplex um, situation. It is. It really, really is. I mean, we know where they're going. We just don't know how we're going to get <laughs> we there. We just don't know how we're going to get there. And I'll be honest, this could be the case. As much as the match was a disappointment, like that Bray Wyatt's House of Horrors, like... I feel like this is kind of one of those situations where maybe we should have had a house of horrors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, that might've been the best, best route to go, but, yeah. um, 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, obviously, like you said they're gonna have a great match. It's those two. They're they're gonna have a great match. Yeah. It's just. Um, will yeah, we want to? Will we want to continue with the story? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I could have gone away from it for at least a few months. You know, if you want yeah. to come back to it. WrestleMania season or something like that. Cool. Put a title but, on the line or something. Yeah, it's so back to back. Like, all right, cool. So let's not just do a crazy backsies of wins and losses. Like, there's no point of that. Well, it's pretty funny. I forget what I or who said it, but it was one of those situations where they said, you know, just because you have somebody doesn't mean you have to put them on TV. Now I get that we have yeah. a pay per view, but when I'm reading these matches, I'm not even reading an intercontinental championship match. And I feel like the Miz is the kind of guy who needs to be on the pay-per-view and I don't even have a match for him listed right now. So it's like you gave us a match between Bray and Finn who really don't need to be in a match. And I don't even have an IC title match right now. Yeah. And um, that just reminded me too, like um, why couldn't we have gone back to, to Finn and um, Eli? Yeah, exactly. You know, because Finn could have Finn could have easily said, "Well, I took you know I beat Bray Wyatt, and now Eli, you smashed that guitar over my head. I want I want some revenge." Yeah, I may be and, in the minority of this. I'd rather, much rather, a pre pay per view match between Finn and Eli than Bray versus Finn, where I don't even know what it's for. Yeah. Um, 100%. Me too. Okay. Well, let's move on from there because we're both perplexed. Uh, let's go Fatal 4 away for the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss defends against Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, and Emma. Um, wh- wh- What happened? <laughs> like, what? Wh- when did Emma come on TV? And I, I get that I watched it and her coming out, but I'm just, I'm at a loss of why this match was made when Nia Jax was supposed to like get a one-on-one match. I feel. Yeah, she was, she really was. And then, and then they were like, okay, well you're putting a tag match and if they win, then it's a fatal four way. Again, I think it's just our classic. What we've uh, talked to before just like, Hey, let's get all these women on the show. Right. Let's, Let's just throw them all in there. How can we do it? And I feel real oh. bad because I feel like the match itself is going to be quality because Nia Jax, I have nothing against her. I just don't think she is ever going to be able to pull out a three or higher. Like, she may squeeze out a three-star match, but I just don't feel like she's ever going to get to a four or five stars. And when you have Sasha and Emma in there, this helps. So the match itself could be better, but goddamn, this story does just nothing flows. Yeah, and I mean, again, God forbid another woman's title change. Yeah. Again, like it's it's just become bonkers I, at this point. I'm almost convinced uh, Alexa's got to lose it to like Emma because then Asuka's going to come in and just take it. Like that's what I'm convinced of. Like they don't want I mean, they don't want Asuka to beat Alexa clean. They don't want her to beat Sasha. They don't want her to beat Nia. So we just yeah, threw but, Emma in this to win it and then drop it. I mean, now that you bring that up, I wouldn't be surprised about that because, and at least at that point, like you're not destroying any of your stars that have already been made. Yeah, you know, it's just 
It's just Emma at this point, which, hey, she's a great wrestler, but absolutely, she hasn't like, done anything on TV, you know. So in ever, it wouldn't really be. It wouldn't really be a big, and I mean, she won. She wins the title in a multi-person match, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. now that you said that, I could, I could see that happening. So, I mean, like I said, I look forward to the match. Like when I read it on the card, I'm, and that's how I feel about the entire card, other than Cena Reigns and Brock Braun, where I feel like the entire card, it's like, oh man, that's going to be a good match. And the only thing leading into this pay-per-view, which I guess that's what their point is, the main events, uh, like those are what's supposed to draw you to the show while these other matches, I'm just like, man, we really just like did not build a story. In my eyes, if you were going to give me a fatal four-way, that's why I don't think they had that idea the entire time. If you were going to give me a fatal four-way, then why did Nia Jax turn on um, Bliss? There's no reason she should have turned on Bliss. Not yeah. Like yeah, I don't. I didn't really get that. Like Bliss should, if you were going to have this fatal four way, why didn't Bliss just boss Nia around, being like, "You got to protect me. You got to protect me." That's a way more interesting story than watching three girls have to fight this one big mammoth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would much rather a tale of uh, her trying to boss her around. That's just me. Um, from there, we move on to Dean Ambrose and Seth, Seth Rollins defending the tag titles against Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, this will be a good match. No doubt about it. It's going to be an awesome tag match. I think, um, I think the match of the night, like actual out of all the matches, I think this is the one that's going to have the best wrestling. For sure. Um, they'll probably have upwards of 20, 25 minutes to do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, as we know, both, especially Cesaro and Sheamus now, have, that they've been together for a while, have really, like... They've um, melded, man. Really, believe, really believable as a tag team in that, like, um, you know, their actual championship caliber team, which is, obviously, we know with Ambrose and, and Rollins. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the shield. We saw them for three years running shop. Right. So, we look at them, we know that they can do, um, win the big one. And now... Sheamus and Zaro being multi-time champions, but I, I feel like they're really coming into their own now where, yes, we've seen them win, but now they're believable to right. win as well. Well, and not only that, like you said, you know, most of the time when you see just two guys thrown together, like, it's it's boring. It, it's like, okay, we have nothing to do with them, so let's just put them in a tag. We'll get them on live events. We'll get them their five-minute matches on TV until we figure out what we're going to do with them. But instead with these guys, it's literally, okay, we threw them together, and they're even better now. Like, they are a marquee match. They deserve a t-shirt. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't actually want them to separate at the moment like yeah sure down the line you know both men got to do their own things but this is the most interesting Seamus that I've seen in years and even I've never been this invested in Seamus yeah never and like you know Cesaro as much as I want him to have a singles run there's just something about him that's coming out that I enjoy, you know what I mean? Like there's something different about him. Maybe it's the more badass take to things. 
uh, and not necessarily having to cut like a promo to be on TV, but just something right. about them is just coming off right. And Dean and Seth, I mean, they're both great wrestlers where I want them to face competitors that are in their league and out of tag team main events, Cesaro and Sheamus are believable where I can see them both winning. You know, I don't necessarily see this as, uh Oh, shield domination again. I just look at it as this is going to be a great wrestling match and who knows who's going to win. Yeah. And like to, to that point too. And I know I, I always say like, Oh, another title change. And, and I'm calling myself out on that too. But, um, that's also because in, in other things that we're talking about title changes, it just seems like because it's something to do in this match where we're talking about these two tag teams, how we just talked about both of them. Like I can understand if say Seamus and Cesaro get those titles back because these two teams are so believable in being the very best. Yeah. So I could, you know what I'm saying? I can see where, well, yeah, Hey, they were the best this night and we were the best this night. And, you know, again, like, like I've said with title changes and stuff like that. So I'm kind of being a hypocrite a little bit, but, um, I'm saying that because they're so both teams are so believable, and it's not just okay. Well, let's just trade it just because be, because that's we flipped a coin, and that's what we're gonna do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, a hundred percent. Like they they are okay to lose because they're not necessarily a tag team. It's different when the titles aren't the story. You know what I mean? Like Sheamus and Cesaro should be champions. So if they win, they win. But Dean and Seth aren't a tag team. They're actually a a time bomb, if you think about it, because eventually they should want to fight each other. Um, but yeah, so that's the card. That's the card that we have for No Mercy. And I said, like I said at the beginning, the card itself looks good. Other than the cruiserweight title match, there's not a match on here that I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Like and and even the cruiserweight title match, it's not that I don't want to watch it. I just don't understand the story you're telling with Enzo. So, you not getting me behind the character doesn't make me want to watch him win a title. Um, and then looking at everything else, I just feel like it's a solid card with two great main events. This show, in my eyes, has potential to be the best pay-per-view of the year because no one should have seen No Mercy coming. Yeah. Yeah, they really, like we said, like, these are happening at No Mercy? Okay, cool. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's you have big, big potential. Um, uh, yeah, like you said, I don't foresee, like, a stinker that's going to happen. No. Um, and hopefully we get something um, story-wise that plays out to those matches that we talked about that we weren't sure about um, makes them relevant, not relevant. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, payoff, I guess. Yeah. Makes them, makes it uh, make sense. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so into this show. It's stupid. Like I look at it as a big, big show. And even with some of them, like the tag team match, I know is going to be great. I know the fatal four away for the women's championship is going to be good. I know Finn and Bray are actually probably going to potentially have a show stealer. It depends how much time they get and what they yeah. do in it. But everything just 
impresses me. And that's without knowing if Miz gets a match or any other things get announced tonight. Um, so, yeah, that's No Mercy. And make sure to check out next week when we have our review of the show. We'll actually say how we felt. Hopefully it comes out on top. Um, before we leave, uh, just yesterday, or it was yesterday or the day before, um, wrestling lost uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And I think this hit harder for a lot of people than they thought you know we were dealing with rick flair uh in the hospital just weeks ago and then out of nowhere we hear this and i don't know about you jay but for me you know i didn't get to watch bobby in his heyday but i got to relive it through dvds and other things um i did grow up watching him on wcw doing commentary but Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how I first uh, got to know him. But, you know, going back and just watching his, you know, his promos with Gorilla and the skits that they did, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, um, and, you know, the talk shows and, you know, him actually managing and stuff like that. Like, this guy was a legend. The word right there, legend. And I, I personally... And sad that he's gone, but, you know, I mean, you know, he did seem like he was going through a lot. So I'm glad that he's passed and he's moved on and wrestling's got a great manager up there. And I bet you he's with Macho Man. But uh, how about you? Do you have any memories of Bobby the Brain Eden? Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't uh, see Bobby in his heyday either. I, I grew up with him on commentary on uh, WCW as well. So, um, I mean, there's... There's not enough that you can say about the guy. Um, I mean, it, the list was going to be shorter of guys he didn't manage than yeah. to go through the entire list of the guys that he did manage. But yeah. um, I mean, everybody he was with, he always um, from the my when I when I could go back and watch, or um, even on commentary as a kid listening, like it always seemed like he could put in a twist um, to make somebody better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just 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 the way that he talked, um, and he. Uh, I mean, good on him because he was battling, um, I think it was throat cancer for a long time, like yeah. years, yeah. Um, years. And I remember seeing him. Um, I did meet him at uh, Fan Fest, Legends oh, Fan you? Fest, um, I guess probably 2010-ish. Okay. I want to say. Um, and I didn't even recognize him at the, at the time because um, he, was, he was so skinny and sick at that time. Yeah, um, yeah. Or he, or he had just got done battling the first part of. I, I don't really remember, but, um, but yeah, I didn't even recognize him at that point. But um, you know, yeah, hopefully uh, in a better place now. Um, and uh, yeah, the the wrestling world um, did lose a, a legend, like you said. Uh, but hopefully, well, actually, luckily with the network, his legend can live on. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's. He, he was the best, best manager ever, in my view. I don't think, I don't think there's anybody that would question you there. I think, you know, when we, when we were wrestling and when I looked at like a guy like Marcus King Kong Dowling, like when I look at him, I could see where he got some, you know, some of his stuff from Bobby. And I just, I, I, I agree. I think he's the best manager that's ever step foot i think he always made sure 
that his man was a champion and that was his goal. And through Mm -hmm. that, he became a star himself, which is funny because Bobby Heenan was a wrestler at one point, you know? And like, it's crazy to think that, you know, you came in, you wanted to be a wrestler and then one day you become a manager and that's how you become a really big star. So for me, you know, rest in peace, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, you will be missed, and I'm definitely going to go on the WWE Network and watch a ton of your stuff uh, coming up. But, uh, yep, let's uh, go ahead and end this one. Uh, this Sunday's WWE No Mercy will have our uh, full review uh, for our next week's episode. The following week after that, for me, starts Halloween season, and what's better than Halloween Havoc and doing a commentary episode over a match from there. Exactly. So what I'm going to do uh, next week is uh, give out a list for our listeners to pick uh, which match we'll do commentary over, and that'll be uh, two weeks from now's episode. And, uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, Jay, please plug away anything that's going on. What cooking class are you doing this week? (laughs) <laughs> Actually, uh, I don't have anything. I don't have any shows going on myself. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't have. Uh, I don't have anything going on. But um, uh, you can always go. Uh, you know where I'm at. Push Comedy Theater. There's shows every Friday and Saturday night. Um, yeah, pushcomedytheater.com. I will actually. Actually, I will say I did get. Uh, I auditioned and got um, picked for one of the house teams. So I'm on one of the uh, the theater's house teams now. So I'll perform, uh, at least once every other month. Oh, that's fine. So, I like that. Good yeah, for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations on oh, that one, bud. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah uh, of yeah. course. Awesome. And uh, me, I'm just, uh, you know, editing my movie. I'm uh, then going to start shooting a movie. So I'll plug things soon enough. But right now, yeah, exactly. Right now, all these podcasts are what I'm doing. I got Take It Home. I got Zack to the Future that's going to come out uh, tomorrow. What? I just started listening to uh, your your My Chronicle. Yes. I like it. Yes, My Chronicle like has begun. If you go to podcastingcouch.podbean.com to listen. I'm not, I don't have any sites for that. I don't plan on doing plugging past what I'm doing. But, yeah. I'm going to interview some friends and stuff like that about being parents. And, uh, you know, because I got this kid on the way. So we'll, uh, yeah, I got my own kid. I guess I could plug my kid. There you go. Wait, I shouldn't say I'm going to plug my kid. That's a bad, Oh God. I'm just going to, uh, that's weird. I'm going to end this. Go ahead and tell them what they need to do. (laughs) Get the Eddie.